This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.38. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. And it's time for today on Twitter, where it's all about the battle for the PM post and the three names supposedly in the running. Yeah, this comes from a tweet by Farhan Zukifli, which reads, Next week, this time, Malaysia will have a new government. A prime minister will swear his oath and govern Malaysia for five years. Please choose wisely, guys. And he attaches a picture of Ismail Sabri, Anwar Ibrahim and Muhyiddin Yassin asking the question, Who's most qualified? A very spicy question with lots of interesting responses from people, really. Um, and, and I think it's um, it's something that's become ever more prevalent in the last few weeks as the conversation around we're not just voting for which party we want in power, but we're voting for who is going to be our next PM is really something that many people have been highlighting. Yeah, and, and I think it, it comes out of several things. Uh, one of them is that, you know, the position of prime minister is so central to our system, even though the prime minister is really first among equals in the cabinet, right? So it almost doesn't matter that, you know, X or Y or Z comes in, but if they come in and uh, they bring a bloated, uh, you know, bunch of not so... uh, you know, exceptional individuals to cabinet. It doesn't matter as long as the prime minister is exceptional or somebody you like. So to be fair, that uh, that tweet that we're referencing actually has a whole thread of potential candidates for other portfolios and other minister positions as well. Um, so it is quite an interesting one to look up. Uh, but if we look at the responses, we have Dior June saying, choosing the lesser of three evils, which again is a narrative that has come up quite frequently. Yeah, and you know, uh, it, okay, and maybe the nature of democracies, you can't get everything you want, right? So it, you maybe choose the, you know, the least destructive, the least uh, inspire, you know, the uh, the least uh, terrifying of the options. But there's another part, problem with this particular list, I think. Uh, so Ismail Sabri, of course, they're fronting Barisan National, Anwar Ibrahim fronting Pakatan Harpa, and Muhyiddin Yassin fronting um, uh, Parikata National. Now, that's not the only, uh, you know, game in town because we don't know, you know, especially with the prospect of a hung parliament, with the prospect that they're kingmakers, what if the parties of Sabah and Sarawak suddenly, you know, become the ones that determine who can form government and they put up a a candidate? Why couldn't that happen? I mean, it's, it's happened in many other democracies where you have this kind of very fluid politics. But it doesn't make for a viral tweet, you see. <laughs> it doesn't because you don't put a whole list of people. I also think, you know, and I see that in some of them in the responses, is that it's not the most imaginative. And people want to engage in this because they also want to talk about what they aspire to, right? Mm. So they think, where are the young people? Where are the women? Where are those people who don't represent the the kind of majoritarian view of the country? So, we, you know, it's not just... Uh, older Malay man, uh, you know, who is in the running and couldn't it be something else? Well, Kingsley actually just says D, none of the above, which I think captures that sentiment quite well. But we have a number of people also pointing out... um, 
fears or I think um, baggage from things like Lanka Sheraton. So for instance, uh, Multifan Zone says, I'm so scared. In five years, I would have finished studying. I would have started working and started building the life that I've always dreamed of. But one's dreams can be ruined by another group of people. Please make a wise choice. Meanwhile, Rinrin says, PRU scares me. I'm not going to lie. I'm an overthinker. So I'm scared if my choice might be wrong. Well, there's another possibility, Rin, which is that, you know, the choice that you make and if it's supported by enough people does become the thing. But there'll be all kinds of internal dynamics that might undercut that. So and we see this in other democracies and, you know, as well. Right. So you could have, as we've had over the last couple of years, a, 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 a kind of almost a kind of, uh, you know, every two years we had a rotation of prime minister. So the stability that Malaysians came to expect, you know, under a different dispensation, maybe will not be with us uh, for the short term or the medium term. You know, what is the future of Malaysia's politics going to be? And are you prepared for it? Are you prepared to see a much more change and fluidity in political leadership? Well, we are asking you, uh, based on a Twitter thread that's gone viral, who would you choose to be PM between Ismail Sabri, Anwar Ibrahim and Mohidin Yassin? You can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a WhatsApp or voice note, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, and we'll be back after this for your messages, BFM 89.9. Bigotry Free Malaysia, BFM 89.9. It's 5.48. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. And on today on Twitter, we've been talking about PM choices. This comes from a viral Twitter thread that essentially asks people, who's the most capable PM? Um, and so we are asking you, who would you choose to be PM between Ismail Sabri, Anwar Ibrahim and Mohidin Yassin? Keep those thoughts coming. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We're getting plenty of interesting thoughts already. Um, I will say though that a number of you are refusing to play by the rules, and you haven't picked just one out of the three that we put forth. So very quickly, um, there is a clear front runner emerging. Cheryl, Mizi, Kang are all saying Nurul Iza for PM. Well, it's interesting that people don't want to play by the rules because uh, there's, if nothing else, uh, the Westminster system is a, a rules-based game, right? Uh, Trust the, uh, you to bring in the Westminster system. Well that's, the, well, that's what we've inherited and we haven't done much to tweak it. I mean, unlike even our neighbour Singapore that's actually done a lot of um, innovation when it comes to their parliamentary game. But we, we haven't. I mean, we play it pretty much the way the Brits uh, gave it to us. But I do think that um, this refusal to play this particular game set up by, uh, you know, the man on Twitter, is that um, it's it just uncomfortable. People don't want to have to fo- to be forced to make these choices. But that's exactly what happens, right? On Saturday, you're going to go to the ballot, uh, you know, you're going to get a ballot, and you're going to have to make a choice. You, I mean, you can, as some Egyptians did, they wrote in Mo Salah, <laughs> you know, during, I think, a presidential election, because uh, that's what they wanted, and they did it in huge numbers. No, you're right. I mean, um, and, and actually, uh, Bugle's making that point exactly, saying we're stuck with three choices that perhaps many people don't want. Um, and, and I think that's a fair point that's coming through in many of the messages and even in the tweets in the original thread as well. Uh, We have, let's see, Alberto saying, if I were Malaysian, I would go with Anwar as long as the DPM is Dr. Wan Aziza. She's already been the acting PM um, and um, he could use her counselling and expertise. So I... 
I, now, firstly, I'm all for the notion of more women in our cabinet, but I'm not sure about spouses being PM and DPM. Surely that's a that's a sort of line that we shouldn't cross. Yeah, maybe. But I think what Alberta you do quite interestingly is you you remind us that there was um, a kind of moment, right? And the day that uh, Dr. Mathe resigned as a result of the Sheraton move opened up possibilities, and it was perhaps a much more fluid situation. So in that situation perhaps someone like Nurul Izzah could emerge as long as she can get the support of the Assembly, the majority of the Assembly, that would suddenly launch, uh, you know, uh, a candidate that was seen as perhaps being from a different generation that needed to wait its turn into into and propel them into the seat, uh, seat of power. So the fluidity in Malaysian politics actually breaks all the old assumptions. And I think that is what's exciting about Malaysian politics today. Let's see, we have a number of people um, also saying Anwar, Jessica saying, it's so clear that Anwar is the best candidate in terms of academic qualifications, credibility, value, ministerial experience, his rapport with world leaders, his command of the English language, he's a good orator. Uh, the other two are nowhere near. Melvin says DSAI. Uh, Kunbun says uh, both the others were racist PMs and had failed miserably. Let Anwar prove his ability for the next five years. I'm sure the result will be much better than the earlier one. Lam says two of the three have proven to be rather incompetent so I'll choose the one that hasn't been PM before. Munif says, Anwar for me, because he has wanted it since forever. I'm starting to sympathise. Let him get it once and get it over with. That took a turn. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, a bit painful there. But I, I want to come back to what Jessica says, you know, and enlisting uh, her preferred candidate's qualities. The question is, do these qualities, uh, are they appreciated and valued across the country? Do all groups and segments of society see something like a command of English or a rapport with world leaders as something good? Because there is a deep suspicion among some segments of Malaysian society for the cosmopolitan, for that person who is able to operate in different milieus, right? And you know, not just the local, but also the international. For them, that might not be, in fact, something that is so appealing. Um, no, that's exactly it. And I think this goes back to um, it goes back to what people want from a prime minister, or even what people think represents them the best as people. Um, and these sorts of criticism happens very um, happens a lot when it comes to what the grassroots might want versus what the urban voter might want versus what a political party might want to platform. Yeah, so, you know, somebody like Ismail Sabri appeals to those who say, well, he's just like me. He's rather modest. He's not very ambitious and not particularly visionary, but, you know, and he's very um, kind of a local guy that, you know, stands by local things, including language. And, you know, in many ways, uh, you know, is just like me. And, you know, we see this in other countries too. You know, the populist uh, leader who whose whole stamp of, uh, you know, of credibility rests on the fact that they're unexceptional, speak like everybody, don't aren't overly qualified, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. We do have a voice note. This is from Jackie. Hi, Jackie here. I will choose Ismail Sabri because he's the best among the worst. I think it's time for stability. And as for corruption, I think they cannot get away with it now anymore. 
Jackie, thank you for that. Um, an interesting one. And again, this um, linking of the Ismail Sabri administration with stability is something that we've seen come up quite a bit in the last couple of years. Yeah, and it's actually a very, it is in fact um, the motto of a Barisan National going into this. Though, I mean, Jackie, I would say, you know, cast your mind back to precisely what AMNO uh, did during the Prikatan administration led by Mudin Yassin. They were the source of instability. And in in fact, you know, you could remember all the voices that came together, including some cabinet ministers, saying we don't want an election during the monsoon season. But it was pushed through by Amno. So, you know, so Ismail Sabri comes from a party that's also deeply fractured. So, yeah, is the stability argument uh, that's put out, it's the official story, but it, does it ring true? Yeah, and... Stability is also measured over time, right? And he's not actually been a full-term PM. So, again, what do we mean when we say stability is really open, uh, you know, and it's quite subjective at this point. Um, a number of other people coming in on um, Anwar and why they want to see him be PM. Uh, Madi says Anwar Ibrahim, the other two can't be trusted. Um, Ro says, if I wanted a caretaker, I'd go with the one who looked after our old office building. If I wanted someone from a hotel, there's a great bellboy at the Hilton. So for PM, it's Anwar. At least he's elected to be such. Yeah, you know what I love about the this game we're playing now is that it reminds us, or it forces us uh, to be clear about why we're making these choices. They're uh, they're limited, and we know that they're going to be trade offs. So you know, uh, in making them, we can't expect too much. I mean, there are people who think that their preferred choice is like the bee's knees, and it's <laughs> going to be you know almost savior like in their powers. But we know that's not ever true, not with human societies and certainly not in a parliamentary democracy. So, you know, so why expect too much? More um, props coming in for Nurul Iza. Amila saying Nurul Iza. Um, Patrick Ong saying Nurul Iza. Um, Patrick Ong also goes on to say um, he predicts that she'll be our first female PM. Um, meanwhile, uh, Amila actually goes on to say, Anwar Ibrahim, as based on the three candidates, allow him to walk his talk since uh, since for all of these many years. He has been in government uh, second in line. Surely he's learned a lot of things while in prison as well. Yeah, I, I, well, it's so interesting that everybody said Nori Iza. For those who didn't want to play the game and want to put their own candidates in, why have they only, uh, you know, gone for Nori Iza? What about anybody from, you know, Sabah Asrawa? I, I'm wondering if we're actually even unaware of the the possible candidates uh, that uh, come from the Borneo states. Um, I think that's probably it, right? Um, I, I would hazard a guess that a lot of our listeners are Klang Valley-based. Um, and this is certainly a blind spot for many of us who spend most of our time here, that we're often very unaware of the politics in uh, Sabah and Sarawak. And perhaps they don't come to mind when we think about potential PM candidates. And also there's another possibility, right, which is that you know, a, a major component of the Perikata National Coalition is PAS. So, you know, what about PAS putting up a candidate? You know, Hadi Awang is not a man without ambition. Uh, what is the likelihood of him, you know, wanting to uh, get in there right at the top? Or, in fact, if not the top, the position that somebody wants one Aziza to occupy, which is DPM. So isn't that a possibility too? 
Sharad, how good is your Game of Thrones um, trivia knowledge? Are you ready for a, a, a whole rundown of our political scenes via Game of Thrones? I give me let's let's give it a shot. So Legion says Ismail Sabri is a Tommen Baratheon, overly dominated by Cersei Lannister and Tywin Lannister, i.e. Najib and Ahmad Zahid Hamidi. Uh, Moidin Yassin is Joffrey Baratheon, uh, short and mercifully bad reign. Purple Wedding was his ousting. Anwar Ibrahim is the man's reigner of free folk, has tried many times without success. Hence, Ismail is too much under the thumb of the party elders. Uh, jo- Joffrey was easily manipulated. Anwar seems the best choice as he's leading the free folk, though the free folk may provide may prove to be chaotic. Okay, that's just too much, uh, too much for to you. me. And I'm, I'm actually going to, you know, if we had more time, maybe question some of these um, uh, uh, allusions, but... Yeah. As a metaphor, though, especially if you understand the Game of Thrones references, I think that's quite an interesting way to look at it. It might also entirely depend on which side you're looking at this from. Uh, which side of the wall? Which? Oh, very nice. I like it. <laughs> yes, definitely which side of the wall. But keep those thoughts coming. If you had to choose, um, who would you pick to be PM? Between Ismail Sabri, Anwar Ibrahim and Mohidin Yassin. You can call us, you can WhatsApp us, you can send us a voice note or tweet us. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.